It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. We were just talking about meeting up in Seattle back in 2019, talking about what was going to happen in 2020. And CBD was kind of one of the things that, that we were chatting about at that yeah. at that party for, for Dope Magazine back in the day, a half decade ago, right? I, I think we nailed it, dude. I mean, there, there's been a booming for for wellness type shit, you know, since then, right? Like, and, and again, this whole thing is semantical. It's about how you talk about it, right? Because then you're going to have this other side coming out. You're going, well, it's not medicine. It's not FDA approved. But, uh, you know, uh, there was this patent that happened years ago, 6630507. And then the government owned it. And then it confirms all this other shit. But... Yeah, man, and then you were showing your little series <laughs> predictions as far as since the the five years, because I think it shows a, a really interesting trend, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So everyone in 2019 thought that we we're going to have price and profit, and then everyone's state was going to legalize. People were talking about consumption lounges were going to be a thing. Vape gate was on everybody's mind. Cannabinoids and CBD, you know, what we just talked mm. about. Because I think even then, that's when they found THCV was in January of 2020. So they were still finding cannabinoids. Oh yeah. Uh, but no one no one cares about medical. So so um, what this is actually is a, is a an aggregate of everyone in the industry and what they they thought was going to happen. So basically mm. this is 274 data points across 28 cannabis publications and compiled into 16 categories this year for for 2024. But initially there was only a few categories because it was very simple. Right. And then you move into 2022 and all of a sudden there's this random or miscellaneous category. And it went from the 10th largest category of we don't really know what the hell is going to happen to the third. Mm. Uh, and now it's the second largest category. Like we really don't know what the hell is going to happen. We know that federal rescheduling and or additional states like that's been number one since 2021. Yeah. Um, consolidation or MA is is up there but now there's so many different opinions and stuff that no one really knows when you ask them they all have their own opinion because they're in their own bubble and i realized exactly that from mj bizcon is everyone's in their own bubble and they don't really know but i do kind of want to talk about uh cannabis crystal ball predictions but having said that man when you were at mj bizcon what did you think of that because i get a crystal ball prediction of the industry and kind of gauge how it's going to go and i'm basically saying this industry's fucked because mm. everyone has ego and they're like oh um you know they're well, like they're telling you me know, different things and and i i think they're out of their mind and they're going to fall through the same cracks and, and issues we had from from uh 10 years ago but, you know, if you look at it a whole, because like, I mean, I know you, it's so funny, dude, MJ Biz, like, opened my eyes to a lot of, uh, like, business type shit that you know is already out there, like the icky side of shit, right? People with fuck you money, and like some of it, people who are interested and want to invest, and, and so they see this actually opportunity, and there are other people who just don't give a fuck, and they just like, they want it now. They want like something that's going to be a quick turn. It's not that way, especially with this product. But unless you get involved with an already existing brand, like being someone who's about to win, a, has a license per se, right? Like I got this, what I can now consider my real uh, asset, right? Like I've never, I've always liked money, you know, and that's why I used to deal, you know, like I didn't, I wasn't dealing so I could be a, 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 a caregiver. I mean, like, honestly, I know it's medicine and I know it helps people. But even when I was 18 to 20, 
that's when I, you know, I helped get signature of Prop 215. I knew this plant that I was hustling was like not uh, going to kill anybody. Like I drew a line. Like I, I sold psychedelics and I sold uh, weed as much as I could, but I'd never touched like cocaine and heroin. Like I was never going to be that guy that got involved. Because it's funny when people talk about like the trap, right? Or trap houses, you, you know, there's a, a line that people are already going to, to cross for money. You know what I mean? Like, like to exist. And, and, and when I used to sell, there was a point where I was paying rent, even with a part-time job and had excess cash, but I just want the next level. I want to, you know, you see other like real businessmen, not talking about Trump, whose daddy gave him some money. And he actually lost billions of dollars. Just like, I don't know how the fuck you do that. Or Elon Musk, who was given money and then just well invested. But like people who actually like no shit started something because um, you have to know like retail. Essentially, what it comes down to, like we, we, we treat this product, you know, we talk about farm, big pharma and all this other shit. And, and it's still retail in, in the end. And that's like one of the things I, I, I always wondered about you was like, how did you make money? Because I always that's why we wondered, like, like in this game especially in Washington when it was medical, I was always like, like, just, just watching. Like, I want my chance, but I also don't want to go to jail. I don't want to be subjugated to any bullshit, right? Like, like the whole point of just legalizing is to be above board and, 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 and to go on. But, you know, in any industry, so I, I work in tech. And, and as a technician, uh, it, the business side of things, like one of the things that you learn and, and, and you, you don't like, but then later on you start to understand is like, say, if my salary is $100,000, uh, my purpose besides fucking doing a real technician job is to pull in $500,000 for my employer. Because so like that was their bottom line. They looked at your value as being you had to pull in five times more. And, and then, you know, you're like, oh, that's fucked up. But you're also paying for the sales guy, the gas when you go to your thing, uh, the, the the marketing team. Um, there's like layers to like if you're going to be a bigger business versus like a mom and pop, like 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 corner store, which would be cool, too. Like, I just want to own a 7-Eleven. When I get this money, I'll take it and reinvest it to shit that I can, as opposed to being obligated to this nine to five thing that I've worked out pretty well in my personal life. Like I. I've seen it. I've done it. And I've seen a lot of bad shit because I worked for some of the people who are bad when it comes to like quality assurance, because that's what I do. And I've also now I'm working for the best. Like, like I, I work for one of the oldest like measurement companies out there. And there's a certain integrity when it comes to like actually like doing a job and giving it to a person say, I've done everything that I'm legally and morally obligated to do. Opposed to like, hey, we're going to slap out 10 of these, throw a little sticker on it. But you know what? If we do 20 of these tomorrow, we make more money. Real quality doesn't work that way, right? Just like growing. You're kind of like at the end, at the, at the end of the day, when you're done with the product of growing, it's it, it's like the the quality is what it is when you smoke it, opposed to like you're gonna have the best fucking weed every time. Cause people fuck up. People fucking Overwater, underwater. I mean, there's that delicate balance that, like, that's why you have to be there and be knowledgeable in, in that process, right? Because everything's like, ah, oh, weed's legal. I want to be a grower. Fucking growers get fucked. <laughs> regardless, I think, regardless of what it is, people think that you can just get in and make money no matter what. Yeah. But 
So, so I want to get your take on, on this. Somebody posted on LinkedIn as a response to some of the doom and gloom in, in the cannabis industry as, so this guy said that the industry is good or bad as you believe it. So look, I'm not saying that people haven't been going through extremely challenging times, but for everyone that believed it was doom and gloom, I found people that had an optimistic outlook. What was the main difference between the two outlooks? The doom and gloomers looked at a challenge as a problem. The optimistic folks looked at each challenge as a gift to expand their knowledge and skill set. Challenges are unavoidable. How you perceive the challenges is a million percent your choice. So I think a lot of that is 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 hippie yeah is 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 hippie talk because so so when you look at an individual grower or an individual manufacturer of a product or a, a retailer or someone who's vertically integrated doing all three mm-hmm. there is going to be challenging times and you need to figure that out cuz people are succeeding that is true oh yeah yeah but I, I think if you take a step back and look at the industry from a 30,000 foot view and look at you know I've been going to MJ Bizcon 8 years in a row and seeing mm-hmm. the differences in what's going on as the industry as a whole over the last 10 years I think that we're in a spot where probably going to move sideways for 5 years unfortunately I it might even be 10 depending on how long it takes people you know in the new emerging markets in the east coast to figure it out cuz they're hell bent on making the same mistakes we've been making for 10 years well I mean, like, yeah, no. I mean, as far as like, because you, you, I think from your perspective, because that was one of the things I, I learned at MJ Biz, because I learned so many fucking fingers and in, in, in aspects. Like, I've always known about the auxiliary side of things. Um, like I was gonna say, it was like at MJ Biz, I met the guy who who makes the flicker, right? And and this guy was his hot little girlfriend, ran around the MJ Biz. I mean, first off, he's got a good product. But that does not guarantee like prosperity, right? You got to get in the right eyeballs, the right whatever. Uh, homeboy uh, was smart enough to like he was hanging out with the Mitre Group. So I mean, again, another association. People, you know, strengthen numbers. But he also got in front of Burner, and then he had a contract because of MJ Biz with Burner. I mean, and again, I don't know the the semantics. I just know Burner posted a thing. So like, either for one, whether he gave Burner cost. For this, the publicity to get your lighter out there is like the like the next toker poker. I love my toker poker, dude. Until I lost it, mm-hmm. and I I was like negative. To- I was like, fuck that. I'm never gonna get a toker poker. Nothing so bulky. But then I got one for free from uh, 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 I don't know if you know uh, uh, Justin Cohen from uh, he he does these on and off like media things. He actually inspired me onto like pursue media per se as a as a real business could be possibility, right? This is another aspect of cannabis where like you get the influencers or you are the influencer, whatever, you know, but everybody has this, right? Whether it be like cigars, I'm sure if you're a cigar smoker, there's that one cigar smokers that you, everybody knows or culture, right? Because cannabis really got shooken up with regulation because we had culture here in Washington state when uh, it was no tax free because it was under the radar it was medical, so you you were helping legit people, but also at the time being medical, uh, it, it, it forces the growers and it forces people to have good taste, good quality, good weed because of the just proper processing, purging. Like you have no shit, people, and that's what you're saying. Like when you're talking about the like the, the rule about fucking testing, right? Like this is a consumable plant, and, and who 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 was drinking or or snort cocaine when they're like, you know what? recreational we got medical 
How are we gonna how are we gonna make the difference? Oh, I know. We'll fucking just test them differently. That'll 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 fucking mix it up there. You know, and then it just adds to the fucking stigma and the and the whole thing about this like plant that makes it obscure to people, like, hey, this medicine and a good Friday night can also be a t-shirt. You know, like like uh the emperor wears no clothing. This is why Jack Hare, I think, made good noise. And 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 the thing is though, we're past that little gray area where all these people were being scuffed at and mocked by pretty much society for like, oh man, if if this one thing could do a thing, then why wouldn't it be legal? But even though like George W. Bush Sr.'s fucking parachute when he was fucking bombing like Germany or you know, jumping into the things was made from hemp, the ropes and shit. So you know, there and then the 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 fucking uh, when Jack Hare fucking sued to get uh, the hemp hemp hooray fucking like he had to find this thing that people were denying existed that the government supported like corn. It's just a fucking another commodity. But oh oh, I think you froze. Oh, that you're good. No, I'm just good yeah. at uh, holding still. You know, <laughs> there, there hasn't been a lot of of innovation at all in the industry. You know, there's this one lighter here uh, talking about toker pokers. Yeah, the yeah. First, like real innovation I've seen in a while is this lighter that's a, a one hitter. That's pretty dope. But speaking of lack of innovation, here's here's a, a rose um, papers. Oh, won, yeah. That, that won like a best innovation award, whatever. Um, pretty. But it's been around, right? Super lame. You know what I'm looking forward to though is lockers. Something simple like an Amazon locker would I give that damn thing an award all the time to avoid on a, a line. Even if you order online, you still have a line. Yeah, uh, but see that's that's the thing right there. That's the new technology, right? These different angles that we have to look at because uh, what is a, there's a sociological fucking term for like uh, not sometimes your idea is not so original, right? Like the debate for the light bulb. You know, we all say Thomas Edison made the light bulb but uh thing is there were like multiple patents because multiple people were trying to work on this concept with this technology that were available at the time i was thinking like i've had like you know you know we're both entrepreneurish type people who just want to like create and do things i'm like man you know what'd be awesome would be a swiss army knife for fucking weed like 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 my poke toker poker right because i'm constantly looking so I, I i i carry around this fucking paper clip like, like, like that's my thing because it is it, long enough and it fucking it's it's small enough to penetrate holes and shit. And of course, you do the old school fucking light, and then it's like you burn through all the resin through there sometimes. Well, my my son got me this for Christmas. It's a fucking it's a fucking Swiss Army knife fucking lighter. <laughs> like it has let me see, fucking scissors on one side, fucking a nice little knife in case like it's like sticky icky, and then uh. uh now the only thing is that it comes with the poker, but it's still too thick for for my pipe. I got a tiny little fucker, but I mean, this is still my fucking gonna be my next go to next to the little flicker fucker. But like, it, you know, I, I lost my token poker, but I'm not going to go out and buy another twenty bucks just because I'm an old head and and I get across some shit free all the time. So it's like I can get away. But like, if you were gonna be someone like general public Joe Schmo, like. Who's gonna smoke like every other day, you know, or every day like me? I, I say go get a toker poker or whatever. But uh, innovation, like you said, the lockers—that's gonna be a cool fucking. If I could do that, you know, because Washington's been so behind on on. We don't even have delivery, dude. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Ping, Ping one, it's, it's an illegal delivery, but new product innovation didn't even come out until our people didn't predict any new product innovations until 2022. Like it took it took that long for that to even jump on board. But you can kind of see that that small business over MSOs also jumped on board and then banking mm-hmm. that year. And we talked about the randomness. And then last year, more people were, were worried about consolidation, pricing decreasing rather than an increase in price, which was wow. exactly what happened. Branding is important. And I think, you know, cookies is a perfect example of a really kind of terrible product that, that does really good branding and, and gets yeah. people in there. Well, Supreme. I mean, like that's 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 a thing. Marketing, right? Like, I was in a mall Christmas shopping last minute, fucking last week, and I saw one of those like fucking like hot topic ish, but like on the uh, not the edgy side, but like on the on the hipster surfer kid side, and it said uh, uh, official cookies fucking retailer, and it's like it's fucking you know as much as they bitch about like uh, the laws when it comes to like runts being like a, or, or, or gummies being shaped and attracting kids well the real market's fucking clothing lines right like like fucking dab stars right when when jonah tacoma was young and, and and better looking i mean you know he's still an older suave guy but like you know let's 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 face it we were all younger more fuckable at one time right and then at that case he was building this little thing i, I met him when he was selling t-shirts dude like he had to stay in a high times cup uh, when I was doing uh, uh, prisoner booths, like like he he was always supportive of his shit, but I'm just like, well, I don't know if selling t-shirts is a thing, but like he fucking proved like you you do a thing, and, and then you you work off that brand or or whatever it is, you expand off it. Now as far as technologies goes, that's always been a thing, but I think when people talk about the word technologies, they think too hard about like whether it be uh, new software or or some sort of new cool tool or it could be something easy as a fucking lighter right like there's there's things that we we do and like um so yeah and no, I, I think uh it's hard to say what's going to be a good deal you know you know at least with weed especially when people keep fucking where the laws keep changing uh you know we're not going to get a new uh new type of weed pop out all the more that's more amazing than i mean i i don't know about you once I do smoke occasionally, like I'll get a, a hit and a whiff and I'll be like, man, I like that smell. But like, I just don't really think about like that brand or that thing that's so consistent. Um, that's actually one of, that's one of my predictions is that we're going to have more stability because, you know, you don't have the blue dreams. Every Everyone is so um, worried about having like the next thing and yes. everyone has a, the, the new, new. And I think <laughs> you're going to finally find people who want consistency rather than mm. trying to find out always oh, this the same as that and because that's just one that's just kind of annoying um yeah me, well that's I'm sure it's annoying for a lot of people but mm. the reason that we don't see a lot of the new product innovation is because of the lack of investing and people actually knew that even even at the end of 2022 people were expecting that 2023 there was gonna be a lack of investing and yet I still ran into some guys in New York who were like, oh, investing is going to be I literally they're on a panel. Um, one's from New York, one's from Illinois and one's from somewhere else. And they because well, they, you're, you're okay, sorry. I was going to say they think that uh, investing is going to be the new thing for 2023 or 2024. And that's their crystal ball prediction. But we've known since 2023 that there is the investors are on the sidelines. 
Well, in your past two years before that, you have investing honor period. And I, and I think though, when you, we talk, because in general, you know better than I do. I mean, you are, like I said, the finance guy, like, like, like I, you're, you're kind of like me in the sense that we try to connect people like you've been doing this, like when you had, and then sometimes and again, technology, the word technology, like sometimes you have a concept that's ahead of its fucking time, right? Like the, the you need more markets or broader general, like you're, Seattle Chronics brand during Seattle time was a solid brand, dude. I mean, it had a beautiful logo and all the other shit that like should be a winner. Right. And then like, you know, you, it, it takes a lot of energy and shit to keep doing the same thing over and over trying to push and all that stuff. So like you were ahead of your time or you were talking about pre-roll machines, like your focus on technology is very uh, like, like for someone on a third person perspective, they can go, Oh man, I see this guy's talking. There's a way to make money at this shit a way to like get invested in a certain way. And so like, you've done that. And I think that is so cool that, but like, for me, I, when I connect people, it's mostly like, Hey, I know a guy that knows a guy, you guys need each other. Right. Like, I don't want, I just like the, the friendship shit and, and the, uh, the free weed sometimes, but like, for the most part, I'm just trying to connect people so I can like, you know, be a winner of myself. Like some guys, like with this license thing, dude, like, so when you say investors though, like, like, what are you looking at? Because, like, are you talking about like the the cure leaf big MSOs? Because again, when, at the MJ BizCon, there is that fuck you money involved in all this shit, right? Like, you just got to have a way to pull it out to your way. You know, is that what you're looking at when, you, when you're talking about investors? Like, what 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 uh, metric is the thing that says less people are investing in weed? I guess. So it's coming from a, di- a couple of different ways. It's not really looking at retail investors buying into pot stocks online. It's taking a, it's really taking a look at because a lot of those MSOs will try to get money from whales, you know, yeah. so they do private placements. So these private placements are are no longer really a thing. Yeah. So when Warren, when Warren Buffett gets a really, really good deal, that's a private placement. And so he always makes insider deals. He's the genius okay. of insider trading. Right, so right. He doesn't time it. Like they just come to him and say, "Hey, I have a phenomenal deal. I'm going to make." And so he's able to look at at information that you and I and no one else has access to. Oh, sure. And so well, that's and what- also paying attention, like you, like I was saying, with on the finance side of things, like the will, the fact they use the word whales. Like I've just been getting involved and in watching like uh, the the origins of Uber. You know that yeah. guy and how he created that. Like again, the word technology. This guy didn't create new fucking tech. He just figured out like, hey, we can connect people this way. And then like, you know, had someone else do the tech. Right. Or found a guy that does the tech because he had a concept. And that's all this new up and coming, I think, with the investor thing. And that's what I'm looking forward to to have more more opinion on, because I really try not to have too much opinion that I don't have experience in. You know what I mean? Like I don't as as, as, I, I try to just come from the consumer side when it comes to cannabis for the most part. And I can definitely speak to things when it comes to like what should be or what's a fair price and all this stuff. Now, as I get an understanding and and the other hard part of that thing, though, is it's individual to every fucking state. Right. Like until there's this federal thing, uh, you're going to have to like trust 50 different fucking people or, you know, for to, to manage whatever thing you create in each place. And and, an uh, an analyst is going to be able to see a different um, trends and anomalies, though. Because yeah. a lot of those states have very similar things that happen to them. Like the whole thing with the price compression that happens in every state when you start with a really high price because there's no mm-hmm. inventory and then it crashes. Like that's 
predictable, right? That's you just know that's going to happen. Sure. So they should but, be able to have somebody that can kind of tell them that's going to happen eventually. But a lot of these people just find out the hard way. Well, and that's because I think like like MedMen, like what a shitty fucking investment that was. Like I, you know, a lot of these guys too. Like again, that whale money. You know, that's that fuck you money. That's that. This it's guy also FOMO though, because people don't people assume that someone else. I, this is what I've seen. Is so investors mm. are are either angel investors that come in early and they're just rich from you know real estate or whatever. That's a lot of the people that started the wine industry in Washington mm. State, which is the second largest exporter of wine behind California Sonoma Valley. Mm. Those are all Microsoft employees that retired and like I'm going to grow some grapes. <laughs> And so that's kind of what, what, what you have is you have people who sold out from from Canopy Growth and, and Aurora. And those are the early like millionaires, you know, in, in the yeah. cannabis industry who restarted some shit. Some of that was snake oil and it didn't work out. Uh, but they created their own. Some people created their own cannabis fund and these uh, private equity funds are pooled together. And then they use that money to make some leverage on on bigger uh, investors. So. Well, like the uh, the arc views, uh, you know, like the, you know, I think it was Steve Jan D'Angelo that we had him on our pod, and he was, I believe, he was like, yeah, I, I, call me guilty for being the one that brought in the MSOs or whatever, but I really don't think, I think people with money are going to do a thing no matter. I just think it's a matter of, I never saw like full on corporate like investment like the Crescos or the Trulies like. Being so huge with the board and all that shit, I never thought like that kind of money to be involved in, 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 in running a cannabis business. Because, but in the end, for business rather, it that's the end goal, right? Like you want to create this thing that you walk away from, and and it has all the assets. You know, uh, uh, talking to one of you know potential investors, this guy showed me his numbers. And he he owns multiple stores, and he's pulling in five million a month after overhead, right? Like that's his personal. Like what he's going to invest in me is what he makes in a fucking month, and that's half of what he makes in a month. He's just like, oh, here you go, I'll give you a chance. But I also recognize that, like, I don't have the experience to like as a technician. I'm I'm a technician, dude. I can tell you how to fucking run a manufacturing plant. I cannot tell you how to run a store like with a. Uh, 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 fucking uh, the marketing and the uh, uh, the point of sales and the and then the other uh, retail business shit that happens involved. No, I'm I'm on the floor guy. I need to I need to like be the the turning ranches and I can help you organize that ballet. But when it comes to the financial running a business side, that's another reason why I'm, I'm uh, going in business with somebody. That's I mean I I don't have two million in pocket, dude. And that's what eventually is going to be a cost to just. Start right. We got to buy the property because that's the game. You got you know because we saw in Washington how many people were fucked with because you know the, the the landlord got a fucking email or from the government or from their bank. You know because like people can be threatened and fucked with if you don't fucking own the space. So you know I own the license. Somebody else is gonna have to own the property. But with that, I also need to help like running this business, like running a store. You know, I know how to shop. <laughs> I don't know how to fucking mark up besides being the, the the old school fucking seller. Right. And that's another thing I've been thinking about, because we the taxes are definitely unfair and fucked up. Right. And one of the fucking things we talk about for 
uh, cannabis advocates or, or people that say, you know, like, what is it? Taxation is death bullshit, right? Like part of it's true. But the other part is like when I was selling, I was selling enough to buy my own weed. So there was still a markup. Right. And then if I got it from another guy, I'm pretty sure he marked it up, too. I wasn't getting the I felt like I was getting the good buddy thing. And that's the other thing about like back in the day with like the the legacy market, per se, is you're constantly on point being full of shit, trying to understand what a retail market is. You know, whereas the co- consumer is everybody. I sold to college professors. I sold to uh, uh, the wife of a fireman. You know, there was like various people I score weed for. And uh, uh, that's the market. And now it's not nothing that anybody's going to be ashamed of. They can fucking go to a fucking store, go get it, <laughs> you know? That's so. why the number one, the number one uh, prediction over the last several years has been additional states because no one gives a shit. There's literally no pushback anymore. So if there's no, uh, if all you see is money, mm. you know, if, if, if they're seeing how much money that Texas is missing out, and yeah. all the border states are are making, then eventually they'd be like, ah, we're just going to do it because everybody else is. That they may wait a little bit. Mm-hmm. So for 2024 crystal ball predictions, most people in the industry are anticipating that there's going to be some kind of federal rescheduling, like a schedule three, or that additional states come on board. My take on that is it's going to destroy the industry because Big Pharma will come in. It'll be the gateway for Big Pharma to put in all of their restrictions. They'll have ISO GMP requirements. We have we started with over a thousand growers. We have about a hundred, and only three dozen haven't been popped for you know regulatory violation. So if you can't even handle a state regulation, there's no way you're going to handle federal. So I think we're to- I think it's just a Trojan horse to screw the entire industry over and like 97 and a half percent will just get wiped out. But you know the bad part of thinking that like like, like the gloom and doom of the federal regulation, the GMP. Big farmers fucking scary, just like big Walmart and all this other shit. Especially someone like I'm about to have a store. So it's like, how is this gonna affect me? And 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 I think once that descheduling happens, and, and let's say there is a big weird ass fucking corporate sweep with big pharma, right? Maybe this might be a thing that would get more people involved for this cause, as far as an understanding of like uh, business goes. Because I mean, like most people are just ignorant to the, the the cannabis conversation when it comes to like product or how bad people who are in the business are being treated if they reschedule it and, and say some dude in kentucky smoking weed like that recent in um i think it was north carolina south carolina uh, uh a young uh, black couple were smoking their hemp their thca at the bus stop and got harassed right like will this still be a thing once it's descheduled because now what's a cop cop gonna fucking come at you with like where's your prescription like it, and even then, it still has to be a written law at that point, wouldn't it be? Like, well, I, the- I think that's why number one is is they, everyone anticipates additional states coming on board. With everyone expecting additional states to come on board and maybe rescheduling. Number two, though, is that really nobody nobody knows. Like yeah. there's all of these different things because everyone's in their own little bubble. But I think mm. what we can agree on is that we're going to see a lot less companies that are out there. We'll see some consolidation eventually. Still, price instability, uh, and then uh, you know, lounges. Did you ever go to a lounge when you were in Vegas? No, I tried to. Um, first, I bought some weed that was booty, but that was my uh, my experiment in Vegas as far as like the weed shit. I had it marked in my calendar, but holy crap! And again, that 
fucking I was in uh, Vegas for five days. MJ Biz was four, right? It was started on a Tuesday, I believe. I got there on a Monday, enjoyed my one day of quietness because I was the only one at the Airbnb. But like the size of that, 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 the money that was involved in the, you know, like, and again, like you were saying, how it's each one little fiefdom. But yeah, and I see maybe like, like the, when I go on business with somebody, it's going to be with somebody who's in already another state. Like, no matter what it is to have that kind of money, I don't really foresee some will, my personal will, saying, you know what? I like the, the, the jib of this guy. I, you know, all of a sudden, I want to. I want to give you $2 million and I'm going to give you a team, right? Because that's the other thing. You need a team for like a, a good business, you know, to, 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 to be a real well-oiled machine. I mean, at least what I've seen in my side of like running, working in tech, you know, and, and even in the military. Like, like I, I I keep thinking about this this license thing. I in Illinois will just get off their ass and give me a chance. Like we talk about social equity, you know, I, I'm not having any equity right now, <laughs> <laughs> but like when that happens, then I got this carrot that not only I already have people talking to me, but there's going to be new conversations because now I have the actual fucking thing. Right. Like I, I appreciate everybody reaching out and, and speculating like, like it's cool. Like I get a little taken to dinner, but like, fuck, let's just do this. Like just, you know, and, and I already have some partners who possibly might be good, but I don't know yet because I don't have the fucking license. So yeah, the, the the individuality of each state. You know, I think we've got to watch out for Ohio, and uh, you know, Delaware's kind of on board now. Uh, and I forget who else like this year knocked out, but there are new states, which means there's going to be new money, and and not just uh, uh, like fucking products, but tourism attitudes. You know, that's going to be very isolated, though. There's going to be a lack of investing, but in certain areas there will. Mm-hmm. But it's- very isolated because most of those states like ohio and illinois are limited licensed states and that's where the money likes to come in but there is a sense that there's going to be more of an emphasis on small business over msos we talked about medmen and florida is just filled with msos they they love florida Uh, msos love florida but i think what people really want is that that local funk uh that they're not able to find um, maybe that's the, the Terps, the terpene profiles are in there. They're finding additional cannabinoids. And that also encompasses, I think, maybe some of that educational component, but not really. Still, bud tenders have no idea why <laughs> the edibles I'm, I, I order have CBN, CBG, CBD, and THC. And I tell them, and I'm, I'm like selling it to the bud tenders. They're like, oh, I had no idea. Like, but I think a lot of the educational though is not just on the bud tenders, but to the general population, right? Like, you know, like the the person I was talking uh, who, who's pulling at five million a month, right? He's a self entrepreneur. It's not True Leaf. It's not Cresco. And honestly, I believe there are more people like this guy who own multiple facets in cannabis. Like some people just don't advertise. But don't you and, think that's more about what it is, is the branding, marketing, advertising? Because like we mentioned MedMen and like Tilray. Mm. Tilray is absolute trash. Like the only reason they have huge marketing budgets. I think even cookies, yeah. like I smoked a blunt for cookies and like damn near died. It was terrible. <laughs> you know, so that's all branding. I, I think I've, I've tried stizzies and I'm like, what are these smoking in this? This is yeah. marketing. Like the kids love those blinkers and whatever. Like that's great. <laughs> but like, I'm, I'm, I, I have no idea why they keep going back after trying well, it I, once. I got a guy cousin that got a shipment of pens and flour 
And being a, a good cousin who wants to like, you know, help a, a an inspiring entrepreneur, I got this uh nice little pre-packaging, like seems legit, like, but there's no the barcode goes straight to their Instagram. There's no COA or nothing, right? $75 I paid for this and a and a quarter. And then the next day I went to uh a local pot shop and I paid 65 for a quarter and uh like a gram of uh dabs for my kids so like <laughs> i don't dab it compared I mean, to how much you spend at, at home so the people know the difference what i paid the next day 65 or 75 i paid 75 for this in the the flower yeah next day i went to a wash and pot shop paid 65 for the another quarter which wasn't horrible i mean okay. it wasn't like okay. slapping like a like a like like a certain brands i mean and that's the thing about washing too is you kind of pay for what you get 90 percent at a time i mean like there's because i mean like unfortunately for those higher end like brands uh, they do come through i mean if they still stay strong with that price like the only ones i can really think of like that right now are like mad mark like he says every time i buy his weed if i get a little like frugal um it always hits good and hits really good right like that's just quality of the plant itself versus like um my mcdonald's weed that i have now pretty much like it's just it's a good cheeseburger i like this this, this so taste. My, my every day is 30 36 dollars for an ounce on sale it's always 30 percent damn every single day is 30 percent off i don't know why but it's so good I, I, um it's tolerable yeah okay so Shit. so I, I decided to splurge i got some k savage i got three okay. different kinds from k savage one of the better ones in washington yeah and at three hundred dollars an ounce i just don't know if it's worth spending 10 times more that um for the other no. one i'm smoking side by side i'm like i i like it i just don't for the value it's not there yeah and that's it and that, i mean like you know we're doing it for different reasons um but there are legit people who this is the unfortunate side of like medicine, right? Because that that really good expensive weed is just fucking medicine. Right? Well, yeah, that's why I stick to to sativas all day long, so that I can still work and function and communicate and stuff. Because I'm, um, I still have to work, but I'm like, you know, pretty much in physical pain from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed. But mm. a lot of these, you know, the blue dream of 2015 or whatever. Uh, you know, that, that cannabinoid profile is, is what I'm always trying to search for and can never find. There was always good quality back then. Like when it was medical and these guys had to actually compete, you know, and that's going to be, I think in the end, like for the future, that's, what's going to suffer. If we keep having these like limited markets will be like the variety, the strains, right? Like, uh, it can be like its own potato famine, you know, in a sense. So do you think that banking is going to bring in some of those guys who have been stuck in the black market and, and prop up the demand that's somewhat been lacking? There's been no, by the way, no international expansion that Canada was anticipating. Vape gates dead. No one really talks about CBD anymore or, or educational components. Yeah. But everyone's anticipating that banking is going to be the thing. And maybe that'll fund some new product innovations and uh, cannabinoid research and development and product innovation. But my my thoughts on banking is that it's not really going to do anything because banking is already available. What we need is cross border disruption because that's going to really show how funky or, or how shitty 
a lot of states are. Uh, like I said, 97.5% trash out there uh, that shouldn't yeah. even really be in the market. And the only way they're going to know is by having people from other states. And the best, you know, initially five to six companies, and then it'll be down to three to four. And unfortunately, uh, eventually one or two and then zero. You'll have just, it'll be less and less and less as time goes on in consolidation. If you look at any other industry, it's fairly similar to that. Sure. And I think cross-border will be a lot more disruptive than banking, but maybe banking will come first. What's, what's your thoughts? Well, well what you, don't you think that would go hand-in-hand with uh, rescheduling? Like, if it rescheduled, like, banking would definitely, like, turn turn about, right? Like, that would be, like, now it's a – because, like, like in, the, in, the, in, in credit cards, there's a uh, – like, uh, there's a check mark, right, that they're missing. Like, there's a reason why – I think somebody tried to do like a Bitcoin thing or something, or they were selling it to German markets or whatever, but they were like going through, not checking it off as a, you know, like they were trying to say it was something else. And wouldn't it, yeah. So wouldn't like descheduling it, turning it to a, like a check, wouldn't there be a pharmaceutical, you know, because I could buy Viagra or whatever I want with a credit card. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit harder. I think you have to qualify as a pharmacist. Now, don't I have no idea. This is my mm-hmm. guess. I think you're going to have to qualify as a pharmacist if you're a retailer. And then there are going to be additional regulations because no Schedule 3 is sold out of a trunk or retail shop. <laughs> all, all sold through a pharmacy. Sure. So they're going to have to figure out how to, how to change dispensaries to cannabis-only pharmacies. But mm. at that point, you're going to uh, Amazon is already lobbying to be able to sell and deliver cannabis. So they're going to be a huge retailer that are going to take the wholesale market out and be, you know, the Anheuser-Busch or whatever. Oh, sure. That's going to take a, a huge market share. So what's left is is kind of the micro breweries or the mom and pop coffee shops. Uh, mm-hmm. The people who can differentiate themselves through genetics or terpene profiles or whatever, yeah, um, word well, of mouth, a boutique, right? Like, like yeah. it's gonna be craft or whatever. You know, it's it's it's, and I think that's kind of like the most American thing as far as like just giving everybody a chance. You know, like 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 you know, I'm just you know, we I think had the uh, the. Uh, the luxury of like witnessing like real capitalism, like no shit. Like if you got good weed, you can sell it to a store. And then, you know, how many times were you at a pot, you know, a dispensary back in the day where some dudes walking in with like two bags of shit and then like puts it on a counter. You're like, Oh man, what's it, what's it, how much is that going to be? You know, like, it was like, like watching the meat come in or something, you know, depending on you know what your thing is, but like, that was the coolest thing. And, you don't have that no more because the way, you know, and I guess like you don't get that normally anyways. Like you're not in like a QFC and you're trying to like uh, some guys bringing in the mangoes. They're already there when you show up, you know. QFC is quality food centers. It's a grocery store, by the way, for people who have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, at Albertsons or Kroger. Kroger, there you go. Everybody knows Kroger. And again, another national brand, right? Like these stores, you know, one day there's only be like one weed company that owns fucking everybody. Or two. I mean, how many grocery store owners are there? There's only like two, right? Are there? Is there a Q? I was going to ask you. Is there a QFC? When was the last time you saw one? They were oh, huge. No. And in quality food, or um, what is it? Uh, PCC, which yeah. is a, a hippie hippie store, and then Whole yep. Foods, like Trader Joe's. Pop- 
Yeah, if you know what that is. And then yeah. Whole Foods came in and was bought by Amazon. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, no, my wife works at QOC. So like it, it's owned by Kroger. Her paycheck says Kroger on it. So like, you know, right. but I think that's the thing about business. Like it's gets too sometimes I get too big, but you know, weed's got a long way to get there. And 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 once that happens, nobody's going to jail. And it's like fucking broccoli at that point. Yeah, you know? I, travel, I travel with it all over. I'm going to New York next week. I plan on on bringing uh, plenty with me because uh, I know well, that's going to be overpriced and not very good. <laughs> I heard it, I heard it was okay though. I heard, and the only reason why I heard it's okay because a lot of it's coming from California. <laughs> well, I'm I'm meeting up with a guy in in Jersey, and we're gonna do uh, a pot shop crawl in Manhattan. Oh, nice! I'm staying in Brooklyn. He's in Jersey. We're gonna meet up in Manhattan. We're gonna do a pot shop crawl. Check it out. So, are you gonna swing man- down? Say what? Are you gonna swing down to Jersey then too? I'm I want to because I've never been to Jersey. Um, but he said there's nothing in Jersey, so he wants to meet in Manhattan. So we'll that's see. funny, dude. I'm, I'm, but I'm going to go to Philly too because I got some friends mm. in Pennsylvania, upstate uh, somewhere, and so we're going to meet in Pennsylvania, and hopefully I'll make it out of there. And you go to South Street like 30 years ago, that was the place to be. I don't know anymore, but like that was the punk rock place. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, it's probably all, all coffee right. houses. So, so um, switching gears, man. What is your What's your crystal ball pr- prediction for next year? We've got 16 different categories from 297 different allocated resources that we've got in here. So out of these 16 categories, man, is there anything in here or somewhere else where you think is going to take? I mean, I'm really hoping the rescheduling does happen, right? Like, like you know, the, the HSA or the, uh, yeah, the, the, they put out the the DEA's, you know, opinion or whatever to, to the DEA about like, you know, enforcing and stuff. So I really do think, some sort of federal legalization is bound to happen. How they do that tax structure or whatever case that happens next, that's – and I really hope – that's not what they're worried about. I hope they worry about, hey, let's just say this thing, you know, we don't have a cause anymore to, like, stop somebody. Like, you know what's going to be the big one is the hemp, right? The uh, That might be a new uh, – coming out the Hemp Act. The new That's the one we talked about four years ago when the CBD thing fucking happened. So that was when the Hemp Act then. Now, again, the Hemp Act fucking keeps fucking dictating the market, at least what you're allowed to do some sorts. So Yeah, I really don't think that's going to be impacting anything, though, because all of those growers already got out. They realize there's not enough money. So even if it changes it and allows people to produce product, I think you've scared people already who aren't going to come back. Um, maybe well, I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. We'll see. I think they're going to be like doing like a generic like cannabinoid type thing, which you know could be a good sweeping, uh, you know, uh, another type of like rescheduling, right. where it's like now this plant, you know, because like what separates fucking hemp from marijuana? It's the same fucking plant, right? It's uh the point three percent, like 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 who? It's a made up number. This is like like fucking a unicorn, you know? It's it's still a fucking plant, like. When I grow, when I plant a bunch of seeds out in the backyard, check this bad boy out. I gave some seeds to John Kingsbury. This is like some Mexican weed I had seeds for for like six years. And uh, uh, he grew it, and it gives you like a mellow high. So, like, and again, it's like it would probably qualify as hemp if I were to get it tested just because it's so low-quality fucking THC. It's not the best uh, flower, but, you know, any general person would just still call it weed. Right. Unless 
I put yeah. it in this. The most lab. people have no idea the difference between a ruderalis or a sativa or an indica, but somebody mm-hmm. else is going to see that one of them is a tree, one of them is a bush, and one of them is a weed. And yeah, there, there's fundamental differences between each each uh, cultivar within there, but for the most part, yeah. In college, I thought it was either shitty weed or good weed. I thought yeah. indica was the good weed because you got laid out on a couch and you couldn't move. <laughs> Uh, but now I, I can't touch that, man. I just clam up and can't do nothing. But I I, I do think that there's going to be um, a lot more products out there. Like we have a ton of SKUs in Washington. I think yeah. we're probably going to be um, having less. There's probably too many. It's overwhelming. But certain other states don't have enough. So mm. uh, they're going to need more uh, products, more innovation, uh, more automation. I thought what I saw yeah. on the floor at MJ BizCon was still a lot of automation, but instead of um, more companies, there was just more models and they're doing a lot more things. And oh, so yeah. you don't have to sell the idea that you need to have this automation. Like people are like, yeah, where's it at? And they're finding it and branding and everything is important and investors yeah. are important. But that uh, more skewed thing, I think though a lot of it's dictated upon the state laws too, right? Like so many states don't even have consumable flower laws. Like oh, right. just, just, just retarded fucking. Well, we have a class know. B felony on consumption lounges, man. But as soon as consumption lounges are a thing, you're going to see a lot more product innovation because it was kind of lame at the new woo. Like I like the idea where the base is, is the um, – you know, the rec spot where you go and you, you buy the product kind of sucks that you have to. The only thing you get smoked there is is uh, what you buy. But it's, mm. um, you know, dab. They've got a dab bar and they've got this, okay. this uh, golf um, simulation. And then oh, outside neat. they have a barbecue and a dab bar and a cocktail bar. So it looks huge. You know, it's, it looks big, whatever. Wow. I think there's, there could be a lot. It could be better. It could be a lot more innovation with. Oh, sure. With flour, we you know you've seen like handheld d- dab devices and stuff, and commercial yes. side you've seen innovation for for commercial spaces, but I don't feel like we've seen enough little gadgets and doodads. So hopefully, hundred percent with lounges, we'll see more. Yeah, no, there's a lot of like new tech, for lack of a better word, coming that's going to be bound right. Like you know, we're talking earlier the lighter. Or uh, uh, just the new toker poker, whatever, whatever it is, yeah. you know that light that that pipe lighter was pretty cool. So I, I you know, I, I don't think we're it, it, things might be stimulated in a sense like like you're saying how one person with deep pockets will buy in other states, and only because they probably should already know what they're doing at that point, right? Like the MedMen, I think that was their biggest issue was they started really good, they had a lot of money, and then they just shit themselves right like like you were a store you didn't have to be a grow you could have like because that's the thing about having like the store we're gonna have i really do hope to go to uh illinois and check out some of these grows that are gonna be my you know vendors right like like now i'm on the other side where i get to be the the asshole that says you're welcome to our store or not but like i'm not looking for that i'm just looking to check out your processes and you know, we're all going to, and I'm pretty sure it's not, I'm not going to see any, I hope I don't see anything that's like ultra, you know, like stagnant water sitting. Like I've heard horror stories from other producers, like on the East coast, like Maine area where these people are like the, you know, we talk about mold to gold, you know, and there's always a way to get around bullshit, but like for this plant to be like 
good weed, which I haven't had experience in Vegas. That was just all bad that I bought, dude. But like the real good weed is like something that's grown properly, you know, like a good tomato or good, you know, uh, corn or whatever. Uh, soil, water, uh, irrigation, and 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 so the facilities look like shit. But like, oh man, I don't want to do business with these guys. But you know that that's just I'm looking forward to being on my side of things now. Uh, I, you know, even when I was fucking selling, dude, and I never knew where the weed came from. I was just like, uh, hey, I got some fire. Or I don't. <laughs> yeah, I knew mine either came from Alaska, BC, or Mexico, just based on the quality. Mm. Uh, but let's yeah, uh, exactly it. Let's wrap this up with a couple of predictions from some guys from the Panther Group. They're an investment firm, uh, so they deal with a lot of clients in a lot of different uh, places. And so the founder and CEO, Jordan Tritt, said that, uh, quote, in 2024, cannabis industry is poised for unprecedented growth, but success won't come to those who go it alone. So the mantra for the year is collaboration. Businesses must recognize that operating in separate entities won't cut it anymore. The key is to be stronger together, combining forces, pooling expertise, and forming strategic partnerships. Investors are increasingly looking for unity in the industry. A combined company of experts not only mitigates risk, but presents a compelling case for sustainable success. It's a year where teamwork isn't just an option, it's the winning strategy. Very similar to what you were already saying, right? Where companies kind yeah. of have to kind of come together, or was that in my head for like co-ops, no. like a farm that they need to be like co-ops kind of come together and working mm. with a team is better than an individual, in my opinion. Oh yeah, everybody with the better experts and people who know their shit, who know what they're doing, mm-hmm. uh, who are, who are aware. So the chief uh, operating officer from the Panther Group, uh, Michael Teller. He said, as we anticipate the long-awaited rescheduling and implementation of the safe banking practices, the cannabis industry is poised for a transformative year. The resilience displayed by robust companies over the past year positioned them as industry leaders, making an opportune time for fundraising initiatives. As we approach the critical 2024 election cycle, the imperative message of legislation, coupled with the potential ruling, sets the stage for unprecedented growth. So investors eager and prepared are ready to propel the cannabis sector into a new era of prosperity. I think for you, like, because you're the financial side of things. And I think what you're going to see is just a lot of like you're talking about reorgan, right? Like I never was one of those guys. I was kind of like, why do people care about this kind of shit? Like, hey, there's a new vice president. There's a new uh, board member. There's a new blah, blah, blahs. And then as now I'm have potential of like just being a part of that. I'm like, oh shit, now I can't. These people who like <laughs> pays their fucking bills, and that's just that's just money. That's all it comes down to. It's like the only reason why like someone if someone's invested into a thing, you know, your only hope is to like see a success, right? Like, you know, I never wanted like Trump to be a shitty president. I was like, that's like hoping for a shitty fucking pilot, right? Like you're like, let's just hope this guy gets through whatever. And like I don't know. I mean, I know for like or the already richer was a good thing, right? And I was never already richer. So like I'm like, I didn't for my end, under two hundred thousand dollars, never saw any change in any of my finances, you know. Uh now with this other guy, there's a lot of infrastructure being invested in 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 in, uh, in Biden. So there's a lot of things that trickle down to my level when it comes I see like uh you know, it's like when you're when you drive in my commute, I, I drive from here to Redmond. And I see more fucking road construction. I see more like, you know, buildings and shit. And I'm just like, 
Thanks, fucking Biden. Fuck causing traffic, cousin. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's good shit because people are paying their bills. Like, I'm I'm a worker bee. I've always been a worker bee. But now I gotta be on the other side soon if fucking Illinois will get out their ass. Like, I'm you know, I social equity is definitely one of those things that people are being fucked on. Like they're being uh we call it like targeted or you know, taken advantage of. And and I just have the lucky experience of having a fucking lawyer as a fucking partner and a guy who used to work in, in, in banking, right? Like just knowing the, the finance side. So once that happens, I think we'll be a good team. I don't think it'll be a good thing. It's just uh the the process fucking sucks. <laughs> you know, it's not fast. And it's cool, like, you know, as soon as we got it, you're kind of like, it's like, okay, this is surreal. And then like as soon as you start, like, oh shit, we need to come up with a plan. I need to figure out how to get $2 million because, like, you know, I'm not going to go fucking uh, Navy Fed and apply for a $2 million loan for for business for, for a weed store, uh, you know. And, and so I think, like, for the finance side, they're out there. there. There are people or good people that can do that kind of thing and, and invest and make their money grow. I mean, that's what they want. And so, like, you know what? Surprise. That's what I want, too. So let's let's do this together, you know, and. But that that's the thing though, is like that's business in general. Like if I wanted to own a restaurant, I'd I'd I'd, I'd be there every day uh for the ambiance and, and being like a uh like a host, you know. Because you know what, the happier people come to my 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 fucking place, the more money I get, the more time I get to spend in Mexico. You know? And, yeah. yeah. That's going to be so, the, yeah. the companies that are the, the stores that stick around. Are they going to be the ones that resonate with, with the people, right? I mean, it's all yeah. about branding your store and, and being um, relevant. There, there's, there's four Ooh. stores at zips uh, here in Washington and all of them have different menus, you know, Ooh. so they cater to their own, even though there's one like that's two blocks away, they literally have different, the, the, Interesting. They, they won't have the same brand there. Yeah. They have different people who buy different stuff. So yeah, uh, you gotta, that's good business. You got to know your neighborhood for sure. I think that's going to oh, yeah. make a, a huge difference as well. So I'll have to wait and see. Um, all right, man. I think we should wrap this up. Uh, Miggy, where, where can people reach you at? Cannabis legalization news. It's the podcast, the YouTube channel, um, the website. And then uh, if you just Google my name, you'll see all these articles I've written in my Twitters and all that shit too. So yeah, man, it's been fun. Good conversation, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll have to see if any of these uh, things come true next year. I'm sure. I mean, they have in the last like four. So <laughs> rescheduling. Yeah. Well, it was fun. It was fun reminiscing about uh, 2019, five years ago, and seeing that CBD did did make its way, but uh, a lot of those hemp farmers got burned and mm. uh, have created a shortage. If that bill does pass, those prices will go up because it'll create. Uh, I hired a man, obviously, so mm. just have to come back to the talking heads and, and find out. But all right, I think with that, we're going to roll this one up. So I want to thank my guest, Miggy. Uh, he is with Cannabis Legalization News and um, a soon to be retailer out in Illinois. So uh, congratulations to that. Thanks, man. Yeah. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is the Talking Heads. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't. And I'm out. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is the Talking Heads. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't. And I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. 
Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Are you looking for the next great cannabis business to invest in? Then you need to check out the MJ Bulls podcast. Hi, I'm Dan Humiston. Join me each week as I speak to both cannabis entrepreneurs who are raising capital and cannabis investors who are investing capital. Our 10-minute episodes are perfect for the busy investor. Start listening to the MJ Bulls podcast today, wherever you listen to podcasts, and who knows, maybe you'll discover the next cannabis unicorn.